With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. Hey guys, welcome back to Inside the Five. I'm Griff. And I'm Will. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our half-season awards for the NFL, a little NBA talk, a little Masters talk, a little golf, a little NCAA football, shout-out Coastal, obviously our NFL Week 9 predictions, and our top 10 favorite players of the 2010s. Will, you ready? Let's go. 67 points with 645 remaining. Tatum drives down. All right, well, you know what? Let's get personal. How was your week? It wasn't bad. Uh, you know, I got the homework going. Due tomorrow, we gotta get that okay. going. Did you um, start yet? Yeah, I did. We're almost done, actually. No, you didn't. No, 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 no. We actually did. We had tutor this week. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so how, how's your week going? Uh, you know, it's been kind of boring. Uh, more cases at the school. So mm. kind of just booling in my dorm room. Uh, yeah. I actually, on Sunday, Will, during football, I did all my homework for the week. So I haven't done homework all week. <laughs> actually a good idea. Yeah. See, I'm I like wish, so I wish that like could happen for my classes. Most of my professors don't even like give out the homework until after the first class of the week. Yeah, we have like some weird like website and app where it's like a calendar and it has every single assignment I have to do during the semester. That's not bad. I wish it was more like that, but yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just so you guys know, we actually are human beings. We don't talk about just sports, but now you it's know, time to talk about bots. just sports. <laughs> now it's time to talk about just sports. We're going to get right into it. Uh, so the NFL has gone halfway through the season, sadly, and I think it's about time that we talk about our way too early predictions for the season awards. I say we get started right off with uh, MVP. Will, who do you got for MVP? I got Russ. Yeah, it's got. I think it's Russ. about. I think it's about time. It has to be. Like, there's I no mean, way. It's crazy that he's never gotten a vote. He has. That, not it doesn't make any. Doesn't make any sense. He's like insane, and I know I'm a Seahawks fan, so I might be a little biased, but like, he's insane. He's never gotten a single vote. I feel like a lot of people feel the same way too. Like, yeah, it's like it's about time. Give him his respect. Uh, moving on, offensive player of the oh, offensive player of the year. Will who you got? I got Alvin Kamara. All right. Well, it's looking, oh. like, <laughs> it's looking like we're looking the same. Fun fact: both those players are on my fantasy team. Uh, well, I think we might be different here. Defensive player of the year. Who you got? Uh, who you got? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'll pick TJ Watt. Okay. All right. I'm going to take He's Miles have, Garrett. He, it was either – I had either TJ Watt or Aaron Donald because of sacks. Uh-huh. But Miles Garrett makes sense. Came off the suspension. He's having a great season. 
I picked TJ Watt. He's on the best defense, I think, in the league, I'd say. Agreed. And he's just – he's having kind of a monster year, I'd say, coming off the edge. It's kind of hard yeah, to stop. He's, yeah, no, I had either him or uh, Garrett. I just chose Garrett so we can be different. <laughs> um, We got Offensive Rookie of the Year next. Who you got? Uh, I took Burrow here. I know they haven't put a lot of wins together, but he's been bugging out. There's another quarterback I would have taken. Probably you took him. Yeah, I did. I have to I have to show up for the bolts here. Uh Justin Herbert, offensive rookie of the year. I think by the by the end of the season, I think it's gonna be close between him and Burrow, like for I sure. Agree. I think it's I think it's gonna come down to who gets the most wins. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know. I I, th- I think it should be the Chargers. I think it should be too, but the Bengals have pulling off some sneaky wins. They've been close right. with a lot of teams. Yeah. So. Moving on. Never we know. Got defensive rookie of the year. Will, who, who'd you take here? I picked Antoine Winfield. Oh, all right. Well, I Oh, no way. You picked the same one. <laughs> uh, son of Antoine Winfield Sr., played for the Vikings. He is a Buccaneers safety, right? Safety? Yeah. He's a DB. Uh, he's short. Went to Minnesota, but he's been putting on a clinic out in the secondary. He's been pretty good. I can't even remember. Yes. He had that game saving play, I think, was it last week or a couple weeks ago? Yeah, 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 against uh, I think last week against the Giants on that two point conversion. Yeah, that yeah he, no he bad the ball down there. That was he's been having a great season so far. So, mm-hmm. uh, we got special teams player of the year, the most important award. May I add? It is. Um, who you got? Uh, you know, some people would take a punter. Some people would take a kicker. Here, I'm going to take a return, man, and that's going to be Deontay Harris. Uh, Will, the all-pro. I'm of your school. Yep. Uh, Shout out. pro last year. He, I don't know. I, I like this pick because when he returns a punt or he returns a kick, he's, like, smart enough to know. It's like he sees the holes right away, so it's like, am I on a fair catch or am I going to find a way to get past the 20 or the 25? And I feel like he always just puts his team in, like, the best position like in every situation. So like he's really saving them games. He is. He bugged last week. He I think it was in the fourth quarter for the Saints to go down and tie the ball game. He had like a forty yard return. Yeah, he like cut back like one or two times and then mm-hmm. just like cut up the field a bunch of yards. And uh, I mean, I do have to give him a shout out. He was playing his one of his first two games as wide receiver, like actually in for a lot of plays. Yeah, he's he's been doing that a couple of times this year. Um, well, my special teams player of the year is actually coming from the same team. We got the kicker, Will Lutz. He's having a great year. He missed his first field goal of the year last week. So hopefully he doesn't miss anymore. Uh, And then we got coach, coach of the year. Who you got? Um, I hope we don't have the same one here, but I picked Mike Tomlin. Okay. All right. Would you like to discuss why you picked Mike Tomlin? Um, I picked Mike Tomlin. They're undefeated right now. They're probably going to finish with the best record in the NFL. So mm-hmm. usually that's kind of how it goes for the most part. Uh, see, I'm actually uh, – I picked a different coach here. Who are you I going with? Off, I went with Brian Flores. Oh, I totally forgot. He could Maybe, be. Maybe – I mean, like, it's kind of a surprising pick, but, like, what he's done with the Dolphins has been very good. They're 4-3 and three right now. They keep it up, they might even get a wild card. So just like building a team like that, I feel like he would deserve it. Yeah, if they make the playoffs, I think he might get it over Mike Tomlin. Yeah. But it'll it'll be close probably. And those are our picks for our half season awards. Uh we'll check back at the end of the season or maybe three quarters the way through to see how those are progressing. Uh but I say we move on, let's get into the NBA. You with that? Yeah, let's let's get into the NBA. We don't have much from the NBA this week. No, not a lot. Uh, kind of to bounce back what we said the last episode. Going, we got we're getting closer to the December twenty yeah. second start. They're actually talking about it either right now or sometime tonight. They're having that meeting, board of directors and the players association. So, so we should we'll, know pretty soon, right? Probably either by the end of the night. I'm assuming uh, Shams bomb or Woj bomb. Because they don't sleep, so we'll probably find they out. Do not, so yeah, we'll probably know at like five in the morning. Yeah, something crazy <laughs> like that. 
but yeah, so like not not really much going on in the NBA, but I have seen a lot of rumors about Giannis. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen he's next week he'll sign the Supermax with the Bucks or maybe a Max with the Heat. I've seen sign and trade to the Warriors. I've seen a lot. Where do you, where do you think he's going to end up? So I've seen the same about the same things that you have. I also saw that the Heat were front runners. Mm. So I'm assuming that probably behind him signing back with Milwaukee. Yeah, I just don't get how I don't know. Like it's just so weird because Milwaukee's such a small market. He would be a really good fit with the Heat. I, I think know. the Heat, like if he goes with the Heat, the like that's a good move for him. If and he like gets traded, time, I feel like if he went to the Heat, would he wouldn't be like part of a super team? Like they still wouldn't be like that crazy. Yeah. Well, they'd be crazy, but they wouldn't be like Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Stephen Curry. You know, like it wouldn't be like that. No. And it wouldn't be like Bron, Wade, and Bosh. It would be like Giannis, Jimmy Butler, and then a shit ton of shooters. Yeah, I also heard Tyler Hero. Could be on the trade block for them too. I saw that potentially, but then uh, they were trying to find a trade with the Pelicans for oh, what was it for? For Ingram and Holiday, Ingram mm-hmm. and Holiday, like two not not together, but like they were shopping either one of the two, and they wouldn't give up Tyler Hero for him. Yeah, I wouldn't either. So I don't know. Like I feel like if they traded away uh hero it would have to be for someone like ingram in a first round pick yeah there's no need to trade him he's he's a perfect fit in miami so why give him up exactly Uh, um mavs potentially making a move for gobert which is actually pretty big it it seems bigger than it looks i guess i want to say because even though they do have porzingis like having a solid center behind porzingis too Mm-hmm. That like Porzingis more... usually runs the four. He likes to run the yeah, four because he can shoot. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, I actually saw potentially making a big move for Gobert. I saw it. Where did I see it? It was somewhere on Instagram. I think it might have been Bleacher did I send Report. That to you? No, I, I don't know. I, I think it might have been Bleacher Report. But honestly, I don't think it would be that bad of a move for mm-hmm. the Mavs. I just think they need another shooter. Or yeah. a guard that could facilitate, like a Rondo. Because yeah, they, they do they, have they Curry. Something else. They have Seth Curry, and I don't know. They have, like, mid-tier shooters. They just need someone, like, kind of – they're kind of like – I won't say they're in our situation, but, like, they're very similar to how the Celtics yeah. are. They're, like, a lower level of our situation. It's like yeah. they could be there, and if they were in the East, I think they would be in our situation. Most likely. Um, there's also a couple other reports. Um, mm-hmm. We'll bring it back really quick, actually, to the Bucks. We got two reports that we didn't mention. We have them eyeing Victor Oladipo, potentially. Okay. And then they're looking for a possible sign-in trade. So I guess they love, it says, Bogdan Bogdanovich and have discussed scenarios where they take on Harrison Barnes in a sign-in trade for him. So all right, so I I like both those moves a lot if they can keep Giannis with both of them, because that adds another shooter, and then adds someone that can have the ball at all times and space the floor out for Giannis. So I like I, I, I like it I like it a lot, and that helps out the Kings a little bit with taking on Harrison Barnes for that contract, so they could just maybe sign someone. Oh, I forgot Harrison Barnes was like a person. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I forgot think, about Harrison Barnes. When you go to the Kings, you kind of fall off a little bit. Well, they're just like a small market. You don't like see them on primetime games or anything like that. Because like Deer and Fox is still like having good games and you just don't know about it. Yeah, he's like low key, really good. Well, I wouldn't say low key. He is very good. It's he is just very good. you just don't see it. Yeah, 100%. Um, some, some more big news in the NBA is, uh, I believe it's most of the arenas, depending on how bad the cases are, 
they will not have like regular seating, but their suites and their boxes will be open at 25 to 50% capacity. So my guess is that tickets are going to be super expensive. Oh, yeah, they have to be. I'm trying to think at the Garden, Will. There is around 20K seats, right? Mm-hmm. And then how many boxes is there? There's obviously so you have to think. So you have to think top, there's, top. well, there's Promenade, which is the biggest one. That right. I don't know if that will be open because it's so big. Yeah. And then because there's, it's not like closed like, off. They have like eight boxes that are in like the mid level. Mm-hmm. They see they see like fifty people. So say like those are like the well, VIP suites people. for concerts. Let's do let's do some math. Twenty times eight, hundred sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I would guess they'd have the promenade open too. Yeah. Um, Just have very take, low capacity. Are they? I don't like if they open up. So let's see, because there's not many boxes up at the top. There, there is quite, a, there is quite a lot, uh, but there's no, not. There, yeah, I know. What you it's mean. just there, there's a good amount. Like they're, they're not like for people who don't know what we're talking about. Like it's not like normal arenas where you see where there's boxes that go all the way around. It mm-hmm. stops. Yeah, it's only and like the, half. Yeah, the garden and then is so. Then weird. there's there's VIP that are literally right underneath it. They have like the same kind of seats. They're like leather, comfortable seats, and then there's normal seating. Yeah, the garden's just weird. So who knows what the garden will do? Massachusetts isn't doing good with COVID anyways right now, so that might not even happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen there. But things would be cool if there's fans. I like the virtual fans. I think I, I wanted to do that. They should still do it, I think, if possible. If, if it's possible, yeah. But who knows? NBA, I don't, I don't even know what to say about the NBA. It's just so hard to get fans in a closed space, you know. Because like, if you think yeah. about it, uh, the NFL stadiums that have twenty five percent capacity or even ten percent capacity, the amount of people that they can fit in the stadium is like eighty thousand, compared to an NBA stadium average around like nineteen to twenty thousand, and it's closed in and everything is close quarters. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just gonna be very difficult to get a good amount of fans. If they allow fans, there's going to be like in the hundreds. I don't think they'll be able to get it in the thousands. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I agree. But I say we get into um, a big event this year. We got the Masters Huge. coming up next week. Me and Will, big golf guys. Probably my favorite time of the year when the Masters are on. Obviously, a little later than normal. Mm-hmm. Fall, fall scene. It's going to be awesome in Augusta. <laughs> um, we're going to start out with some just a little bit of rundown with the golf news. We got Dustin Johnson returning from Corona. Yeah. Um, he was gone two weeks, missed two tournaments, right? Yeah. Well, he's missing. He's, he's missing, missing this week's this one. No, I don't the think tournaments he is. this week. Um, I forgot the name of it. I just saw it too. I feel like it's like a nice island one. I think it is. Um, I can actually. Oh no, it's Houston. It's Houston. It's Houston. Houston. They're back in Houston already. Yep, the Houston Open. Wow, Vivint Houston Open. Um. Yeah, so he's. I think he is playing this week. I think this is his first one back, but. Like it'll be his first major back, I guess. Yeah. Since um, what did he win? Since TPC Boston, and then he was the, he was like, uh, and then the bugging. FedEx Cup. 
He was. They had to stop him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. They did it on purpose. Hundred percent. Um, we got an interesting Phil Mickelson stat here. Forty-seven and a half inch driver. Inch driver. Uh, the longer the driver, the longer the drive. DeChambeau's doing something like that too. He has he has a different he has a he has a longer shaft too. But the thing is, I know like a lot of people don't like him. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of him. He is kind of cool because like obviously like the long ball, like everyone likes to see. Like the only thing I don't like about DeChambeau, the reason why I don't like him, is he was like a numbers guy. He was very smart golfer, but he was tiny. And then like Corona happens and he comes back and he's jacked. You don't just magically do that. You do not just magically do that. It was nuts, but I think like the reason why I kind of like like him a little bit is a lot of people who just drive the ball, they like everything else is kind of like tough. Like he hit like a ninety foot putt when they came back, like towards the end mm-hmm. of the of the past season, I guess we'll say. Like he can still play. Well, I just took a golf. direct shot at yourself. Yeah, like that's basically what I do. I just drive and then that's it. And that's it. And, and I'm the opposite. Some- then there's I some days, drive and then I do everything else. There's some days where, like, my eyes are, are okay. Fully clicking. Yeah, I think we had a couple of uh, those this year. I won't be home before golf season ends, right? Technically, first foot of snow, probably. I might, I might be, I might. There might be a YouTube video of me and Will playing 18 holes. There could be. Year. There very much could be. I don't think it's gonna snow a lot. Until like yeah. December, probably. I think that and if not, that we had. If not, was, maybe we we do a little disc golf, a little disc golf uh video. <laughs> that might be tougher. That might not have melted completely. Oh yeah, true. That is in the middle of the woods. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Moving on. Bryce and the oh, Chambo. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, this one I found pretty interesting. Uh. He's going to be the first golfer to wear a logo of a sports betting company during the Masters. Uh, that company is going to be DraftKings. I just found it very interesting uh, about how, like, big betting has gotten. Not, say, in the past five years. Obviously, it has. But, like, if you think about it, like, literally in the past year and a half, two years, sports betting has just been, like, insane. Like, that's, like, it's pretty much everything right now in sports. Yeah. Because there's a lot of called? money behind it. That's why. I think, well, Vegas opened it up, right? This year mm-hmm. or two years ago and like made it like fully legal. And then states like uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey allowed it to 18 up instead of 21 up. So I don't know. It might just be like from things like that, but it's been very, very big. Yeah, we're still waiting so. over here. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day will come. That day maybe in three years or maybe next year if they allow 18 plus. Yeah. We may become a betting podcast. We'll have a betting segment. <laughs> but that is going to conclude our Masters talk. We will have more on Tuesday when we see the cuts. We're going to make our predictions on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and then we'll have some another, coverage later yeah. on in the week. But. Right. Uh, another thing we don't have a lot of news on. Uh, this is usually my section. Will, if it's all right with you, I'm gonna just take it away. Go ahead. All right, I'm gonna break down a little NCAA football. Will, if you have anything to say, just interrupt me. So the Pac-12 mm-hmm. in the MAC uh, are back this week. Obviously, the better of those two conferences are the MAC. We all love MAC football. Uh, they're not actually better. They're just more interesting because they aren't as good. Um, oh, who was it? Who was it? Cal has already had. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Cal is already having some difficulties with coronavirus, um, so they may not be seeing their week one. Uh, speaking of positive tests, Louisville has had fifteen of those, so that wow. is gonna most likely delay their game against UVA this week. Um. And now I'm going to get into the three biggest games. Will, do you have anything to say about Louisville or the Pac-12 and Mac? Um, that's huge. Pac-12 and Mac are back. Everyone likes to see that. That's pretty much really it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, yeah. 
more football for sure. Can't go wrong. All right. Now we got uh, this is going to be my new thing. Griffin's three biggest NCAA football games of the week. Starting off, we got number 15, Coastal Carolina. My Sean is taking on South Alabama. Nothing to talk about except, uh, well, when I was looking at this game on ESPN, uh, South Alabama, you know how it's like abbreviated? Mm-hmm. Uh, their abbreviation is USA. <laughs> University of South oh, Alabama, USA. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, so Carolina yeah, versus the United about. States of America. Co- coastal all the way, uh, 15th in the polls. I don't think they'll move up after this because this is just slight work for my shot declares, uh, Coastal Carolina podcast. Uh, but moving on, uh, number two, my second best game of the week. We got number eight, Florida, taking on number five, Georgia. Uh, Georgia is favored here by three and a half points. Uh, if you guys don't know, Florida's quarterback, Trask, Kyle Trask, I believe it's Kyle Trask, has been bugging out this year. I think if he takes this, he's a top three Heisman candidate just off that. Uh, and speaking of Heisman candidates, this comes to my number one game, uh, a Heisman candidate that should be number one, but is currently out. Number one, Clemson is taking on number four, Notre Dame. Going to be the biggest game of the week. Uh, Clemson is still favored by five and a half. It's at Notre Dame. Um, Will, do you have anything to say about this? I know ETN's going to go off. They have a true freshman at quarterback. You think Notre Dame can pull off the upset here? There's a chance. I think because we saw last week who did uh, Clemson play. They played, was it BC? BC. BC. That was a close game. Um. I mean, it looks like Clemson got their stuff together in the second half, pulled off the win there again. I think it's, I think something similar is going to happen here, but uh, I think Clemson will still take this one. Probably a good game. And also, also I would like to apologize uh, to Boston College. Um, I said last week Trevor Lawrence is out, so that means that um, BC will only lose by 70. So uh, shout out to BC. For actually putting up a fight, uh, you made a young Massachusetts boy proud. <laughs> but that's going to do it for NTA football. Let's get right into NFL. Well, why don't you kick us off with a couple couple of trades, a couple of roster moves, all that. Um, So we can get – we'll say – you want to talk about who got who made the best move at the trade deadline, we'll say, and some winners and losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I want to say – I think the pat, uh, not the Pats, um, the Steelers made uh, they they definitely won there. I don't think they won the whole thing, the whole trade deadline, but I think they definitely did well with picking up uh, picking up Avery Williamson. Yeah, good move. Seeing that Devin Bush, I like honestly it was a power move because teams are like, all right, we have this. Uh, Pro bowler, if not all pro linebacker, Devin Bush. He's hurt, but he'll be back next year. But the Steelers, like, thought about it, and they're like, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Like, we need Avery Williamson right now. They went and picked him up. Yeah, um, and they still have that Spillane kid who's actually pretty good. He caught a pick six last weekend, first, like, drive of the oh, game. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, too. Against the Ravens. He's not bad at all. I saw – I forgot where I saw it, but there were some – probably another pod or something I was listening to. They were interviewing some guy from the Steelers and he was talking about like, basically they described him. He's like, he just wants it in practice. Like so bad. The Spillane <laughs> guy. So uh-huh. he could be very good. He could be on the come up as a young star. Uh, another good move was the Ravens picking up Yannick and Gakwe. That was like a week before mm-hmm. the trade deadline, but close enough. I'm going to say that's a W. Yeah, hundred percent. There, I think that's big. They picked up. They pretty much have the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end core. They literally do, and like that, that DN core is still nasty. So, yeah. Hopefully, we get. To, hopefully, that's and that should be an interesting defense, especially what they played the Steelers one more time, and then possibly for a playoff run, that could could definitely make some trouble for teams right there. I'd say. Overall, the biggest – who do you think the biggest winner of uh, the trade deadline was overall? Let's see. I think – I don't say uh, 
I still think that Steelers move is up there. But if I had to put a second one, I'm going to put, obviously, shout out the Bolts again. But I think getting rid of their contract with, um, what's his name? Oh, uh, Desmond King. Desmond King. I think that's huge because they had to get, they have two really old corners. I think getting rid of one of them opens up a lot of cap space for them in the offseason. So that's big. I think, I think my biggest winner is not a team, but it does involve the Pittsburgh Steelers. Biggest winner of the trade deadline was Avery Williamson. <laughs> yeah, that is true. He went from an 0 and 8 New York Jets to a 7 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, okay. All right. Like, he might get a ring. He just went from <laughs> maybe just never seeing the playoffs if he never left to winning a Super Bowl, possibly. I mean, screw it. He's like, they did it with Jamal Adams. Sadly, uh, Marcus May is still a New York Jet. Feel bad for him. Um, yeah, he's got to get said- out of there. I say we get into some trade losers, some like maybe moves that should have been made or not enough, not enough made. Uh, well, I'm going to kick it off here. I think one of the bigger losers, not the, I don't think this is the biggest loser, but the Packers will mm-hmm. fuller. There was a good amount of wide receivers on the block, including will fuller. And they didn't make a move for him. Obviously they have players like Lazard Adams. And uh, who's that third guy? Um, Lazard, Adams, and oh, now I feel bad. Wow, yeah, no, he's actually really good too. I know. Uh, Lazard, Adams. Anyway, and... as as Will thinks about this, they should have made a move for another deep threat. Will Fuller was there, hundred percent. Didn't happen. So, uh, Marquise Valdez Scantling was the yes. other guy. So, um. I don't know. It was just kind of interesting that they didn't make a move. They're in contention. Um, Will, do you have a loser? Uh, based off of that, I would say, like, they should have made a move for anyone. Yeah. Because as we see with the Chiefs, you can never have too many wide receivers that show up to play. Like, they literally have so many wide receivers. Right. Like, Byron Pringle comes in and gets a couple of catches. Robinson comes in and gets a couple of catches. Then mm-hmm. Mikkel Harbin becomes Mikkel's a bigger like wide receiver. randomly at halfback sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so that's a big move for them. Um, I kind of want to say my team is a big loser. This, uh, Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, I understand and- the reasoning behind not trading uh, Gilmore. Obviously, they don't want to get rid of a star on their defense. Like That's just tough to part with, especially with possible trades they could have made. Um, I feel like they did pick up a couple people off the waivers, I believe, a couple days ago, and they signed that kid from Miami who's okay. He's, um, like, decent. Yeah. I think they should have made a move for Marvin Jones, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, he's I probably agree. one of the best wide receivers that were said that wanted to leave. And he's young, too. He's not that old. And he probably could have been a wide receiver for a Pats for at least three, four years. And that yeah. helps more attraction to try to get players that like, it's kind of hard now because like, obviously the Pats have that legacy from the past decade, but now they just don't have anyone. They're like, what the hell? I don't want to play here. Like they're not going to win. Right. And I think that's going to roll right into my biggest loser of the deadline, which is Stefan Gilmore. He obviously has won a couple of chips, but dude's elite. And sadly he's stuck on a, below average Patriots team and I want to see him get a couple more if not one more ring before he's done so mm. I'm gonna have to he he wanted out and he yeah. didn't get out so sad to see that another loser uh Dwayne Haskins I really wanted to see him be traded he could have gone oh, I forgot so could have Ryan Fitzpatrick mm. I think the Cowboys are the biggest loser for not doing anything yeah they should have tried to did, do, did they didn't do, make a single move. do something i know they should have tried to make something even on defense like anything literally anything <laughs> um i say on that note i think we should get right into our games we got this weekend we got okay. packers 49ers that is thursday night football thursday so night football we are recording thursday afternoon three hours before game time so we might as well make our predictions see if we're right I'm going to take the Packers go. here. Mm-hmm. No Jimmy, no Kittle. Still don't have any running backs. They got no Bosa. They got no D-line. No Richard Sherman. Yeah, they really, like, I 
Uh, it's kind of hard. Like I want to say 49ers because I know Nick Mullins isn't that terrible, but like Kittle was one of his bigger targets when he was right. here. So it doesn't make sense to pick them at all. So I'm going to go Packers. Agreed. Uh, next up, our one o'clock primetime game, Seahawks versus the Bills. Seahawks mm-hmm. are favorite minus three. I'm going to have to take the Seahawks here. Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks as well. I think the game's going to be a little closer than we think. And yeah. um, hmm, trying to think about what I want to say about these Bills. Uh, offense is kind of falling off slowly. slowly. I'm not really sure what's going on. John Brown is still out, so that's not good. Uh, Jamal Adams, as of Wednesday, was at full practice, so hmm. eyeing him to be back. Carlos Dunlap is supposed to Great get news. some play this week. He might even get the start. Um, the only thing that scares me is the Seahawks' defense, but at the same time, the Bills' offense is kind of falling apart slowly, so I think it's all aligning well for the Seahawks to win. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, next game. Potentially quite an interesting one, I would say. Yeah. Broncos, Falcons. I'm going to go Falcons. You know, Broncos coming off a squeeze-through victory over our Bolts. Um, mm. This like, is actually yeah. a tough game because if you think about it, like the Falcons should be able to beat them, but I don't even know. It's like the Broncos have – is Sutton? Is Sutton hurt? I believe he is still hurt, or he might be returning this week. I don't know. How did they beat our Chargers? <laughs> I don't know. I like the defense was honestly the biggest issue there. They just let Drew Lock control that. They let Drew Lock control the clock for too long, which is kind of weird to say because he's that young. But they just let the Broncos go to work. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to take the Falcons. Um, I think it's gonna be a high-scoring game. Yeah, Falcons just look good again. I don't know why, yeah. but they do. Moving um, on, we got the Bears versus the Titans. Um, Low-key could be a good matchup. The Bears seem to be in kind of the same position as the Bills. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the Bears low-key have a good matchup this week, defense versus offensive-wise, because they got players like Khalil Mack to stop uh, – Derrick Henry, obviously, which is kind of the whole Titans offense. And then uh, Titans players such as A.J. Brown are hurt. So, I don't know. I'm still going to have to take Tennessee here, but I think it might be a little bit better of a game than we think it is. Um, I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to go a little bold here. Ooh, squillium fancy pants. I know it's kind of hard to say that after they lost to the Bengals, they're going to have another bad week. I don't think it's going to be a bad week for the Titans or the Bears. I think it's just going to be a game-winning drive by one of the two teams. It's going to be a field goal, kind of the same fashion that the Bears lost last week, but probably not overtime. I think the Bears might be able to squeeze by. They don't look too bad. Okay. And that's going to be with Nick Foles because Mitch is actually hurt. Came in last week for a little bit, got hurt. <laughs> oh, that, that's always well, interesting. Moving on. Guys, it is a sad day for the Phillip Rivers bandwagon, which is population of one, and that's just me. Um, They are taking on the Ravens this week, guys, and the Ravens are only favored by two points. So this is the first time in Inside the Five history, our short history, that I will be taking a team that is not the Colts. (laughs) I'm going to have to take the Ravens over the Colts this week. And I'll uh, keep the legacy going on by taking the Colts instead of you this week. Wow. Wow. You're going to take the Colts? Well, see, the Back. thing is the Colts have a really good defense. They do have a really good defense. And their offense was kind of clicking last week. I know they played the Lions, but I don't know. I think they could put something together to beat the Ravens. It might be closer than we think. Oh, Even though, no. obviously, the spread says minus two. But, mm. well, do I want the Colts? I don't know. Like I picked them. I wanted, I I just feel like they could win this game like easily. Like the Ravens have not actually been that good. If I'm going to be honest, you know what? Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts because I'm looking. So history lives on. Yeah. You know what? Screw your history. Screw ending history. History is going to continue because you know what? Will I'm looking through these stats. You know who the Ravens leading rusher is. They have like three running backs. 
Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's their leading runner, and they have three good running backs, so I don't like that. Marquise Brown, who's on my fantasy team, is their leading receiver, and he got one target last week. Um, Lamar has four picks, um, which isn't that bad because Phillip Rivers has six, but we're not going to talk about that. I don't know. You know what? It's just that kind of week. It's that kind of week. I'm going to take the Colts. History lives on. Mm-hmm. You change like that. my mind. Um, I don't want to be like rude and say this is a fairly obvious pick, but it really is. Chiefs are fantastic. They're playing uh-huh. the Panthers this week. The Panthers might put some fight early on, but I think like it won't last that long. I think the Chiefs are just going to. Just take them down. Yeah. Like, give me the Chiefs too. Not much to talk about in that game. I feel like there'll be more probably when we have our episode after the games. But for now, uh-huh. there's not really there's not there's nothing really excites me about this game. Right. I mean, besides the Chiefs' offense is probably gonna have a good game. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we got your lock of the week. Will I'll let mm-hmm. you talk about it? We got another lock of the week in the Lions game. Vikings are giving the Lions one and a half. Uh, Stafford might not be playing. I think Stafford doesn't play. That's a tough game for the Lions, especially against the Vikings, who have actually been playing well. They just beat the Green Bay Packers, so they might be on the come up a little bit. They could sneak in as that third team in their division. Uh, Lock of the week, taking the Vikings minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Take the Vikings here. There's not really much to say, again, about that game. Yeah, it's just the fact that Stafford is out and – Who's been bugging on that team? Um, Swift's no been playing pretty well. He had Galladay's a bad week back. last week, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So it's well, like... yeah, their running backs did not play well. And Dalvin yeah. Cook has been playing very well for Minnesota. He has. He'll probably so, have yeah, another monster I'm going to agree game. with you. That's a good lock of the week. Uh, we got another interesting game. Probably the best game. Giants football team. Football team minus two and a half. Give me the football team. Give me the football team. Chase Young. It's his week, Will. It really could be his week. Chase Young. Chase Young. If you do not win defensive player of the week or defensive rookie of the week, I will be so upset because you're going up against the Giants offensive line, Daniel Jones, and Deion Lewis. Like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to slander them, but the Giants offensive line is bad. Like, they're not good. All right. And Chase Young will be very good. Coming off an injury after week one, but I feel like he's fully back now. I think it's time. I'm having a tough time picking this game. I'm going to go Washington, but I'm going to say two words. We haven't said these two words in a while. Tie watch. Ooh, tie watch. That's definitely a – one of the more tieable games we've seen in a while. I think it's definitely possible because that Giants defense actually played pretty well last week against the Bucks, and the Bucks yeah, have a good offense. True. Shout out so, to Isaac, yeah, item, the goat. So it could really just be like a stalemate the whole time. Do you think this is a game that ends in like ten to ten in overtime? There's been a lot of thirteen thirteen games, maybe thirteen thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Moving on though, we got a game that I don't really care for. Uh actually a divisional game. Texans versus the Jaguars. Uh Houston is favored by six and a half. Is Minshew even playing? I have no idea. I don't think so. When I read the report, he has multiple injuries, so it doesn't look like he's gonna be playing at all. All right. Well then give me the Texans. Even if Minshew was playing, I think I'd still take the Texans. I do too. And I think this could be a good week for the Texans and Brandon Cooks, especially. He's been getting a lot of receiving, a lot of receptions, so he could have a big week this week, I'm predicting. Um, probably, this could be one of one of the best games this week, I think, potentially. This is an inside the five special this week. Raiders, Chargers, even spread. <laughs> this is our, our two teams that aren't our teams. These are them. And they are playing. And the spread is even. I think we talked about, like, I don't know why we like the Raiders. I don't know why we like the Chargers. But they're literally, like, the exact same team. I know. I think we like – well, I like the Chargers because Derwin. And yeah. then the, well, the Raiders are just, like, cool. Like, they've always been, like, a cool franchise. Right. Even though they haven't been, like, the best, like, in our 
life. in our time, but they're they're on the come up again. Um, also, Battle of the Stadiums potentially Battle is the first of the game. New stadiums, yeah. So, hmm. interesting. I think Chargers. I think Chargers <laughs> sneak a dub here. Yeah, give me give me the bolts. Give me the bolts. We'll take the bolts this week. It's Herbert time. Moving on, we got the ooh, the Steelers versus the Cowboys. Um, stinker of a game. Ben DiNucci did not look that good last week as expected. Uh, Steelers are actually favored by 14, which is less than the Chiefs-Jets game, so good for them. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to take the Steelers, though. Maybe Gucci DiNucci is a little bit more comfortable. Maybe they put up a couple more points this week. Uh, that could definitely happen. I'm going to take the Steelers. It's kind of like an obvious pick. Um, I'm guessing that 14 points reds less than the Jets one because the Giants, I mean, the Giants, the Cowboys defense actually played better right. than we expected last week. Um, a good game. A good game right here, probably. Dolphins, Cardinals. What you talking about this one? I'm sticking to my risky lock of the weeks. I've been decent with them. I'm three and three on my lock of the weeks, looking to make it four and three now. I'm taking the Cardinals minus four and a half over a second game to a um I don't know what made me pick this. Sometimes I just see a game and I pick it and it's wrong and I think that might be the case, but I'm gonna stick to it here. I'm going to take the Cardinals minus four and a half. It's going to be a great game. The Dolphins are actually good. The Cardinals are contenders to make the playoffs. So mm. I feel like I just, I don't know. The spread is so close. I think the Cardinals could win by a touchdown. I think they could win by a touchdown. I think this is a D hop type of week. D-hop's yeah. Going uh, up against Byron Jones, who's a very good corner. But if you think about it, they also have Andy Isabella. Um, I don't, I stop. Did Byron Jones get hurt last week? Did he? I saw him go down one play. It was off on red zone. I don't know if he got back up and played again, but Let's that see. could that could also be a big week for D Hop then if Byron Jones yeah. is not playing. I think even with Byron Jones, he's such a good corner, but still that opens up opportunities for every other wide receiver and tight they have, end. And they have really back. good like low key wide receivers like Kirk. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um Byron Jones is not on the injury report, so but their second string corner, uh, Jamal Perry is. He's questionable. So uh, that I feel like it's just gonna open up a lot of holes in that defense. And that's gonna be my lock of the week. I like that pick. Um I think Cardinals will win this game, I think. Makes makes sense. I'm gonna agree with you there. It just like um, makes sense. It it does. But like I won't put it past the Dolphins to get another win. Right. So we got um a battle of some of the great QBs of our time. Oh, uh, yep. Saints, Bucks, Brady, Breeze. Maybe the last time they play. Could yeah. be. Who it's lo- it could potentially look look that way, but who knows? Um, Tampa Bay is favored in this game. It's at Tampa Bay. Is Michael Thomas playing this week? I don't even know where he is. <laughs> he might. Yeah, who knows. <clears throat> Um, Alvin Kamara is questionable, but who knows if they don't have Alvin Kamara, they still have, uh, Latavius Murray. So, and Deontay Harris. So they're fine. And, I mean, and Deontay Harris, give me the saints here. I'm going to take the bucks. I'll, I'll take the saints in an upset. Um, I'll take the I feel bucks. like the bucks are, bucks are a very good favorite, but that that's going to be my upset of the week, I guess. A very good Sunday night football game. I'd say very good so. Sunday night football game. Uh, and our Monday night football game is not very good. I hate to break it to you, Will. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be a good game at all. Um, somehow the Jets in prime time. Somehow. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Well, I don't know why they picked this game as a prime time game. I'm going to just, like, Pats should win this game. They have to win this game. Um, this is definitely a must win for the Patriots. I'm going to have to take the Pats here. They're favored by seven. I think they cover. An off-cam theory that I was talking about. I don't know if I said it on pod or not, but uh, Pats actually lose to the Jets both time this season, and they tie for the worst record in the league. And get Lawrence. And get Lawrence. <laughs> that would be insane. Bro. But unlikely, but Pats probably going to win this game. I don't really have a lot to say about them. Yep, so that's going to wrap it up for our 
picks of the week. And we're going to wind down into my favorite part of our Thursday episodes. Will, I don't know if it's yours, but I enjoy this segment a lot. Uh, So last Thursday, we did our top 10 favorite players of the 2000s. The week before, we did 1990s. Uh, Now we're getting kind of recent. Our top 10 favorite players of the 2010s. Not our top 10 players of the 2010s, just our favorites. The players that we enjoyed watching, players that we want to be like. All that fun stuff. Will, um, I'm going to get it started with 10. Then you're going to talk about number 10 and number 9. Then I'll do 9 and 8. You know, still serpentine. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to start it off, Will. We have, I believe, the same person at number 10, and that is Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Yep, Calvin. That's all. I'll just say that's my 10, too. We'll talk yeah. about this together. Uh, like, I mean, insane athlete. He was like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, ran like a 3'3". Three, three. Um, some people are comparing him or DK Metcalf is getting comparisons to him. And as a Seahawks fan, it's what I like to see, but I really just can't agree with it just because of how insane Calvin Johnson was. Yeah. Like it's so like Calvin Johnson, is just a rare breed. Like I was looking at videos of him actually today, early on, uh, I think this morning, and they were just showing passes like over all the DBs heads, he would literally even just jump over all of them. Like he literally mossed like everyone. Like he was unstoppable. He would get, he would get double covered literally off the snap every time off the line, like bring two corners over there to double team. Like, yeah. And he'd still just jump over both of them, make the play. He's, he's faster. He just, yeah. Like, like it's so hard to see a wide receiver like that ever again. Yeah. And then I mean, my serpentine DK is close, but he is he's close. Not close to, he's not there yet. He could be like that's why he's probably getting right. Yeah, my serpentining uh, nine and just nine. Yep. Okay, my nine. Um, this was on Griff's list uh, last Thursday. I'm gonna put Fitz. Okay. Uh, yeah, just deserves some recognition. He's still doing it. He was still doing it. Now he's still doing it. Then he's great wide receiver, one of the best. So. Just that was honestly just a little shout out to Fitz and Calvin. Uh, my number nine may surprise some people. Uh, I'm taking Sean White, uh, snowboarder, skateboarder. I mainly took him because of how good he was at snowboarding every single Olympic, every single uh, what else you got? Every single X Games, he was taking home the gold medal. I snowboard, uh, honestly, just like a cool person to look up to. So I don't know. Yeah, he's cool. Take him at nine. Uh, I know when I was little in snowboarding, he was like the reason why I did it. So I had to put him on the list. Um, yeah, he's cool. My number eight, we're going to have to take someone that's also like Calvin Johnson. I'm taking Julio Jones here. Maybe a surprising pick, but just a big guy, big physical receiver. Um, I don't really have much to say about him. Just like. He, he had so many, like, highlight plays with Matt Ryan over the 2010s. Had to take him. He's just so fun to watch. I agree 100% there. Um, I'm going to get into my number eight. Might be kind of low to some people, but he's low because of the move he made. But I can't, I can't like, hate him for it too much because, like, I, I, a lot of people would probably do the same thing. Uh, I got KD, probably one of yep. the best scorers in the league, probably one of the best scorers of the decade, I would say. He did get his rings in this decade. Um, he was still on the Thunder for a short period of time. Um, uh, he's To me, he's still one of the best players in the league, no matter what. Hurt, 100%. regardless. Like, just his scoring ability, he, he, like, you don't see it. He's literally, a, he's literally, like, he was Giannis before Giannis, in a way. He's better, but, like, right. that build, like, we haven't seen – a build like Katie, an athletic seven footer that I like the main difference between him and Giannis is he's like a point guard. Giannis is like a, like almost like a power forward, forward. like a small forward center. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, Katie's just like skinnier, but he's just like, like, like it's honestly unfair. Like he shouldn't be able to dribble that good and score that good and be seven feet tall. That's like, it's just, it's just unfair. Yeah, and then uh, snaking into my seven, we got probably one of the best pitchers of our time, Clayton Kershaw. Just won his ring. 
de well-deserved. I mean, you don't really see pitchers like that all the time. Right. He, He's, he was insane. He didn't have good luck in the uh, postseason in the 2010s. But still, the numbers that he put up in the regular season was just insane. He's literally the best pitcher, no matter like he literally is. Yeah. Uh, my number seven may be a little high on everybody's list. He'll probably be lower on Will's list, or not. I mean, I guess the other way around. Other way around. Sorry. <laughs> uh, at number seven, I'm taking LeBron. I know, I know, he's probably Will's number one or two or something like that, but. I don't know. I just never really watched LeBron the same way that everybody else did. It was just I don't I don't really know. I actually everyone asks me why I don't like LeBron. I'm just like I don't really know. I just never watched him. I watched other players during the 2000s and 2010s. You know? Yeah. Like I like Dwayne Wade a lot. I watched Dwayne Wade during the 2000s and then the Heat joined and I was like, well at the same time LeBron went to the Heat to form a super team. So he could beat the Celtics. So it's like now they're a rival. So I I don't like rivals. I've never liked a rival of the Celtics, of the Seahawks, or any team like that. I've never I've never liked a Yankee player. That's for sure. So I don't know. It's just like kind of always lined up in a bad spot to like LeBron. So that's why he's so low on my list, um, or so high on my list. Which one is it? I would say low, but it's okay. kind of mid. Like he's just a little bit higher. Right. For me. Uh, so moving on to my number six, uh, you guys are going to think this as well. I'm taking Tom Brady. The only reason why he's so low on this list or high, low, 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 low. Say low for where we are. As in like <laughs> The only reason he's so low is because he took one from my Seahawks. I don't want to talk about that game. I don't like to talk about that game. Um, He would be a lot higher if the Seahawks won that game. All right. I don't really have much to say there. We'll get there when I get there. Um, my six. I don't know where you would rank him, I guess, on most people's list. But this is someone that revolutionized the NBA to today. I'm going to put Stephen Curry at my number six. Okay. Um, obviously, he's got his rings, his unanimous MVP, two MVPs. Um, like, he basically changed the game. Like three pointers are now like the biggest thing in the NBA. If you can't shoot threes, like a lot of teams like don't really want you. Right. Like, like as a, as, like even, even at any position, like uh, if you're like a good center, obviously that's a different story, but even teams want a center, like a literally a five that can shoot or like mm-hmm. mostly four, three, two, and one, you have to be able to shoot. I mean, there are, posi- there are times you can get away without being able to shoot consistently, but like, Every team wants, like, for example, like a Duncan Robinson that can literally just shoot the ball. Literally, that's all he does. And obviously, him and Clay. Clay is not on my list. Could have been, but like, Clay is like up there too. Mm -hmm. Like, they revel, they changed the game. They really, and then, like, yeah, yeah, that they just changed the way the NBA looks today. And then, my five, I got Tiger, the GOAT. Tiger Woods making the return to the list. Making the return to the list. I don't like probably my favorite moment. I'd say that, like, like, cause I didn't really watch a lot of golf, but like I respected it because I didn't really get into golf until like later on, uh-huh. like high school, I'd say. And like watching the Masters last year, cause that was still pre 2020 decade, like the decade that we're talking right, about. Right, right. Probably one of the coolest moments, like, ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, my number five, it was your number six. That's Steph Curry. You, you broke it down pretty well. So I'm just going to go straight to my number four. He's probably going to be higher on your list too. Um, I got Gronk there. So hopefully he isn't your number one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I, I, I like Gronk a lot. Obviously I'm not a Pats fan, but dude was just insane. Like if you threw him a 50, 50 ball, he's getting it. He, can run routes he can block he can do everything um just insane a lot of concussions though but i I won't talk about him a lot because you probably have him on the list so well if you want to talk about your number four number three um number four we're potentially watching greatness in baseball another baseball player we have mike trout okay he's on track to become one of the best ball best baseball players like ever Ever. Like obviously, like this season kind of delayed his progress because short season, all that. 
But get that man a ring. Yeah, he's got to get a ring somehow, some way. Like once he does, like literally that, like almost makes his case. Right. Like he's like him and Kershaw are both going to the Hall of Fame. Like regardless, uh-huh. it's just like. And also, Mike Trout's still on a ridiculous contract. Was it like twenty years, twelve years? I think it's like twelve years. Yeah. Something nuts. And then my three, uh, you already talked about him. I got LeBron. Okay. Um, I got to respect that he's the best, pretty much the best athlete, the best player in the NBA, like in our era, I'd say. Right. That is true. I mean, obviously he beat us in the final, like to get to in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I forgot what year that was. Was it 2010? Uh, 2012. 2012 oh yeah 2012 and then i obviously i didn't really like to see that i mean i don't really like lebron a whole lot but i have to respect that he mm-hmm. like that's like that's kind of like a once in a lifetime player again right i will be able true. to see um my number three uh i'm now getting you guys know me i just love my teams so number three two and one are going to be all my teams uh number three is going to be mookie Betts. Uh, big baseball watcher. Uh, I stopped playing baseball in high school, but still love watching it. Uh, Mookie was like the best player on the Red Sox. You could argue David Ortiz, but he wasn't there for the full 2010s. Uh, so I don't know. He brought us two chips, uh, an MVP, four golden gloves in that time. So he had to be high up on the list. He did a lot for Boston sports-wise. Uh, sad that he left us, but am I talking about number two now? Right. Yeah. Number two is going to be the whole Legion of Boom. I couldn't just put them. I felt like it wasn't fair to put them like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, you know, we had players like Brandon Browner, who was on the Patriots mm-hmm. at one point and then caught a case. Um, <laughs> hard hitting we'll corner. <laughs> deep into that one. <laughs> hard hitting corner. We had Earl Thomas, our ball hawk, Cam Chancellor, just absolutely destroyed everyone. Richard Sherman, our smarts, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Bruce Irvin. We had Michael Bennett on the line. Just a lot. That whole Seahawks defense was just insane. Uh, they brought us home a Super Bowl that I attended. So great moment. Uh, they had to be high up on this list just because of how good they made the Seahawks in that point in time. Percent. Um, I'm doing my two and one, right? Um, my, I will say one and two, we're going to talk about in a package deal for me, uh, the dynamic duo TB 12 and Gronk. Oh, okay. They're my one, they're my one my and two. We're already talking about them. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Uh, well, I mean, we can elaborate off of what Griffin said with Gronk kind of like he, he did everything, mm-hmm. literally everything caught everything blocking. Obviously his injuries kind of put his career not on hold, I would say. Well, it did for a little bit, like more current to now. But his injuries did kind of hold him back a little bit. Then obviously Tom Brady, even both of them together, what they did so much for obviously me as a Pats fan and the city as as a lot of Pats fans. Just probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I, like, I, like, I can't really say too much. Right. Uh I'm going to talk about my number one now. Um, also a quarterback of my Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to have to take Russell Wilson here. Um, you know, started in 2012, right? 2011, sorry. Mm-hmm. Started in 2011, gave me a whole decade of happiness. Um, whole decade of a winning record, almost. Not really, but almost. Um, a lot of playoff visits, a Super Bowl victory a super bowl loss uh still on the seahawks and like before that seahawks weren't too good they had a couple years with uh hassle back but before that like we were kind of like a sorry franchise that started in the late 70s early 80s and russell wilson has like boosted the whole seattle seahawks franchise into like an elite franchise so I don't know. It's just like 100%. I had to pick Russ just for all he's done for the Seahawks, you know. Uh, met him. Met him once. I have a picture with him. Uh, great guy. He's just a great guy. He's like a really good role model. Everybody's kids should look up to someone like a Russell Wilson. 
Yeah, I like I like Russell Wilson a lot. He's he's gonna be up there eventually. By the time right. he finishes his career, he's, he's getting there. One more ring. I think. I mean, come on. He's in year. It's nine. gonna happen. He's in year nine. Will I think the way that he like keeps his body in shape? He spends a million dollars on himself a year, uh, just by himself on his fitness, his health, his meals and all that. I think he could play until Tom Brady ages. He came out and said two weeks ago he wants to play until he's 45. I mean, I'll take another 15 years of, like, really good Seattle Seahawks football. Like, and he, like, I never really see him getting sacked that often. Like, he like he hasn't missed a start. He, he, he hasn't missed a start. He's missed two in-season, in-season snaps, not games, snaps. He's missed Is that two. like concussion protocol? I think no, no, it was kneel. <laughs> He's oh. missed two kneel downs. So I mean, hopefully that keeps going on. Uh, I love Russell Wilson. I love everything about him. Uh, he's very good to me. Very good guy. Uh, very helpful for the Seattle Seahawks. Had to be number one. Makes sense, right there. Um, that concludes. Uh, well, portion of this series next Thursday, we'll have, um, we're going to do top 10, our favorite players from our franchise, our respected NFL franchise. Yeah. And I guess and we'll, I, I don't know if we can really do the same. We'll probably have the same for same for MLB and because we're yeah. Celtics and Red Sox fans, but we'll figure something out. We'll uh, figure something and I, th- out. I think that's going to do it for the episode, right? Will? yeah. Uh, uh, we got so, any yeah. We got oh. socials. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the socials as always. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Inside the Five Pod, five being the number, YouTube, Inside the Five. Do we have any other social media? No, um, I think that's it. That's Don't pretty much it. Inside the Five Pod, five being the number. Um, Will, you got anything to say? Um, Let's see. Obviously, I wanted to express very excited about the Masters coming next week. Mm-hmm. So, very excited about that. It looks like we got a decent slate of NFL games this weekend. We got some good college games. Looks like it's going to be a pretty interesting weekend in the sports world. Hopefully, some more NBA news, uh, drafts in a couple weeks. But I think that's all I got. You got anything? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get serious for a second, Will. All right. Um, I know everybody's stressed out around this time. Uh, the election. Kids are still in school, stressing first semester. You know. Um, I think everybody should. Take a second, maybe calm down, maybe go play some Xbox, go do something that can take your mind off it. Stop stressing. It's not good. Uh, just go out, have fun. Uh, be a kid. Even if you're not a kid, go be a kid. Why not? Go play backyard football. Just, you know, spread spreading the positivity, Will, you know? 100%. Yeah, i definitely say, especially during these times, I'd say relax, uh, be good on yourself, and – Broken glass everywhere, people pissing on the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise, got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far, cause a man with the touch of repossessed my car. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.